0: I want to talk about something um, that is just, uh, that has been dropped in my spirit. Something that I feel will be a blessing to somebody uh, watching right now. I pray that this word becomes a blessing to you and to your family in Jesus' name. Okay, so... Today's reading, we're going to take it from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 6 and verse 25. We're going to take our reading from Matthew chapter number 6 and verse 25. Mighty Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your power. Thank you for your grace. I thank you for those that are connected this hour. I thank you for those that are connected this minute to hear your word shared with clarity I bind every demonic traffic I hinder the free flow of demons throw your weight around and prove to the devil you are the master in the mighty name of Jesus as I decrease increase anoint my lips of clay to be able to speak your word father with clarity breaking yokes and breaking chains in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus I honor you now I honor you now I give you thanks I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Matthew chapter number 6 and verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you will eat and what you will drink, nor yet for your body what you will put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the earth, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your stature? And why do you take thought for your remnant? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. We are going to continue reading God's word. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field which is today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Hmm? O you of little faith. Therefore take no thought saying. What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Verse 34, Therefore, Take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I'm going to speak on a subject, do not worry. Um, I realize that a lot of people, a lot of people in this season and in this time are worried um, about the outcome. You find that people are now talking about the new norm, meaning that uh, which we have regarded as normalcy for the past years is changing, is shifting to take another form. So it is very important that we understand now that whenever there is a transition, the house of God or the church is also transitioning. You need to understand that God is not working with repercussions God is not behind and the enemy is not ahead. There is never a moment in time, there is never a moment in any season where Satan takes the front row and God takes the back seat. There is never a moment in time where such a transaction happens, where God is the follower and Satan is the leader. So I want you to understand that nothing catches God by surprise. It may catch us by surprise. I believe that uh, this COVID-19 season, a lot of people were not prepared for it in terms of a lot of people did not know that is going to happen. Um, few people, few scientists had uh, predicted, and few prophets uh, have predicted, very few have predicted about this plague that, was, that is upon us. But I want you to know that COVID-19 or coronavirus did not take God by surprise. In his calendar, in his agenda, in his all-knowing, in his fear of knowledge, God was aware. So, if God is not caught by surprise, if God is not in a place where he is flabbergasted, flammoxed by events, it means that God is supreme because he who controls time, he who sees opportunity before others is an upper hand. So, I want you to know that COVID-19 did not catch God by surprise it may have caught you by surprise, but not him. Because he's the author of time. Anything unfolding in time, God has seen it, and God has permitted, and has allowed it. Because there is nothing that is happening under the sun that God has not given jurisdiction or permission to function. Whether it is of the enemy or whether it is from the hand of God, we understand that all power belongs to Jesus. So I want you to understand that God is still enthroned and God is still in charge. And I want you to understand that your life is limited to the things you see, hear, and respond to, but God's life or God's existence is from eternity past to eternity future. God reigns supreme. There is no moment in time where God does not get glory for whatever happens in life. A lot of people, because of this shift, are now anxious. The word, do not think about tomorrow, is not talking about thinking necessarily. It's talking about worrying or being anxious, the kind of thoughts that are consuming your mind, your body, and spirit. You know, whenever we don't see the future or a clear destiny in view, we have a tendency to cast off our hope. We have a tendency to quickly worry. We have a tendency not to see the future. We have a tendency to be consumed with events if we don't see clearly what shall befall us. We quickly despair. We quickly lose hope. That is why you see there is one time where the disciples were crossing from one place to another and they were in a boat. And Jesus was asleep. The Bible says that there was a storm, a very raging storm that the sea was unsteady. And the Bible says that uh, they began to jettison. And uh, some of them went to wake the Lord Jesus and say, Master, don't you care that we perish? You are with us in the boat, but the boat is unstable. You are with us with the boat, but we are very much worried what is going to happen. And the Bible says that Jesus, when he woke up, he rebuked the wind. The wind was causing the waters to be unsteady. He rebuked the wind and the wind died down and there was a calm. And they marveled at him and said, What manner of men is he that even the wind obeys him? And Jesus looked at them and said, You of little faith. We want to look at this scenario. I want you to see something here. Jesus did not rebuke Peter in terms of his capacity to lead or his capacity to maybe encourage his friends. And Jesus did not rebuke Peter or James because of the kind of boat that they were in. He didn't say, oh Peter, why did you pick this small boat? Can't you see, didn't you know that there is going to be a troubling wind and uh, it's going to be an unsteady raging sea that we are going to encounter. Why did you take a small boat? Jesus did not blame the physical molecular world. Jesus did not be blame the business of Peter many businesses nowadays are closing and some have closed, some have been liquidated many companies have closed and uh, many people have lost jobs but Jesus comes into this scenario and he does not blame Peter Peter's bought not the kind of course that they took Peter among all rivers in Israel, why why did you choose this kind of a river? Look what's happening right now. We lost our food. We lost our, our, our stuff. We were you know, throwing things into the sea to make the boat steady. Look now, the boat is damaged. Jesus did not point to anything physical. Very important and very paramount. It is very important that you understand that God who cares for the very disciples who were in the boat cares for you today cares for you today no matter what you are going through i want you to know that he cares for you today so he said do not worry about what you eat do not worry about what you wear is not life more important than these things Is not life more important i say to you verse 25 take no thought for your life what you eat what you shall drink No yet for your body what you shall put on is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air for they do not reap. Neither do they gather barns yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more than them? You are more than whatever God has created out there. That's why he gave you dominion to dominate. That's why he gave you dominion. He said, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to your stature? Jesus gives an analogy of height because of worrying. He says, which of you by worrying increases in height? I want to use the metaphor of growth that Jesus is speaking about here, which means when we entertain thoughts of worry or anxiety, We begin to eat ourselves. We begin to eat our confidence. So instead of ascertaining the growth that we desire, the confidence that we desire, we actually begin to reduce our own stature, not physically, but in terms of the disposition within. Every time we worry, we take, we rob ourselves of our confidence. Our confidence to face tomorrow. Every time that we are anxious, we rob ourselves of seeing the future. Many people have turned suicidal because they failed to operate in faith. Suicide says that I can't do it and nobody helps me. Suicide does not see God in view. That's why the Bible says that anything therefore that is done outside faith is a sin. That is the premise and the foundation of suicidal thoughts. It is a lack of faith. A lack of seeing a possible future. So whenever we worry, we begin to eat ourselves within. We begin begin to eat the, the fabric of our being that is so precious to us. That very confidence that was left. That very hope that was left. That very prayer that was left. You can't pray. You can't fast. You can't think you know and this is what the children of israel did in the wilderness they started murmuring against god because they couldn't see a possible future they couldn't see any change in the future they were so used to history that they'd become historians of their own lives they were so used to their experience they were so used to pain that pain made them feel good when they complained there's something bad about pain and anxiety Anxiety is like an endless circle. Anxiety goes on and on and on. It never says enough. It never says here is a full stop. It keeps on eating you until your body begins to uh, deteriorate where you begin to encounter sicknesses, where you begin to encounter diseases that are strange. Why? Because your body was receiving negativity. It's overwhelmed with negativity. So a lot of people now, we love quoting, seek ye first the kingdom, but we, we need to understand what was Jesus addressing when he now gave a remedy to say, seek the kingdom. The kingdom of God always has answers. That is why God was saying, seek the kingdom. Somebody might say, now the scripture is saying that, uh, verse 25, 29, I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the orphan, shall he not much more clothe you or you of little faith? Take no thought, I say, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or whether you shall be clothed. For all the gentle seek these things. Jesus is not telling Christians to stop thinking about that nice house, that beautiful marriage. He's not... He's not um, dismissing Christians from thinking about that beautiful car that you desire. Jesus is not taking that away from you. He says, your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. Very important. But what is Jesus saying? He's saying, do not make them a priority. Do not make them the number one goal of your life. That's why he says, is life not more than food and clothing? So he's saying that in the midst of gaining the world, do not lose your soul. Let the be not um, any transaction of some sort where you lose your soul for the benefit of the physical things so jesus is not dismissing christians from wanting to uh, dream big have a good will and have a beautiful husband a beautiful wife he's not dismissing that but jesus is dismissing the element of priority where you think the reason for existence is driving the reason for existence is buying a house or building a house jesus is dismissing that he's saying heathens actually are the ones who think they are here for that they think they're here for wealth they think they're here to dominate only they don't think that they're here to serve god but he's saying that your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things that's why he also said write down the vision and um Hebrews chapter number 11 talks about faith. Faith is the substance of things. Faith is the substance of the car. Faith is the substance of the house hoped for. Faith is the substance of the baby hoped for. Faith is the substance of the degree that is hoped for. So you need to understand that the realm of things validates even the presence of hope. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things hoped for. So the equation is faith, hope and things. So, he's not telling Christians to just live life without desiring things. He's not taking away from that. But he's saying as you desire things, your number one goal in life is not the things, it is the kingdom. That's why he says now, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things, why did he put righteousness? Because sometimes people in in their endeavor to get things, they don't adhere to godly principles. But it's very important today that you understand this. That our Heavenly Father knows that we are in need of these things. But he wants our number one priority to be the kingdom. Why does he want the kingdom to be the number one priority? Because when we serve in the kingdom, the kingdom has answers. Jesus was addressing the issue of worry. People worry when they they don't see a clear answer. When they don't have a clear view of where they are going people begin to worry people begin begin to be anxious but he's speaking us today he's saying do not worry for what you eat for what you wear very important very important in your christian walk very important in your christian life that you do not worry about what you eat about what you wear that you do not worry about anything in your life very important But he's not saying do not think of such. He's saying do not worry about it. Because you should be consumed with the kingdom. When the mind is consumed with the worry, the mind is overclouded. The mind can't see. The mind can't perceive. The mind is blinded from a lot of things. But Jesus is encouraging us here. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow; for the morrow, for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So I want to encourage somebody right now who's, who's watching me with regards to worry. Do not worry at all. Do not worry. Do not worry. You might have been told bad news from your workplace. But I want to encourage you. Do not worry. Jesus encourages us. To seek the kingdom for a reason. The kingdom has answers. The kingdom has answers. So be encouraged my brother. My sister. That you maintain the way of God. That you maintain the way of our master and lord jesus christ maybe circumstances have changed for your family maybe circumstances have changed for your business maybe circumstances have changed for your life but i want to pray with you right now and speak a word of grace that you'll be encouraged in the mighty name of jesus father i thank you for your daughter thank you for your son who's hearing this word right now I pray for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding in Christ Jesus. I pray for the peace of God to sweep over the family, to sweep over their life, to sweep over everything concerning them. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray for somebody who's watching right now, who's been worrying, who's been anxious. How about how things are going to turn? How are they going to pay for that mortgage, how are they going to pay for that uh, debit order how are they going to achieve their dreams in 2020 people who have lost hope for 2020, people who think that 2020 is over I pray Lord and, and speak into the mind and rebuke worry I rebuke a cancerous worry, I rebuke a cancerous anxiety in the spirit I speak the strength of God be strengthened in your inner man my brother Be strengthened in your inner man, my sister. May God strengthen you. May God give you strength, peace, and hope in the mighty name of Jesus. May you not give in to despair. May you see the future in the mighty name of Jesus. May God touch your spirit and may God touch your life. I rebuke all negativity. I rebuke all downcast spirits in the mighty name of Jesus. A heavy heart and a heavy spirit. A contrite heart God will not despise may god meet you at the point of your need may god reach you at the point of your need in the mighty name of jesus i bless your mind the bible says set your mind on things that are above where christ is seated for we now have the mind of christ i pray for your mind i pray for your thoughts in the mighty name of jesus May your mind be elevated to see possibility. May your downcast spirit be revived to have faith again. To have hope in the word of God again. To have hope in his word. To have hope in his worship. To have hope in the church. May your spirit be revived after you've lost all. After everything is not making sense to you. May your hope remain in the mighty name of Jesus may your love for God grow strong in the mighty name of Jesus and may your heart be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus I curse every devourer of faith I curse every eater of faith I curse every worry I curse every anxiety there's no place may faith open your eyes to new ventures in business new ventures in terms of your dream new ventures in terms of your realities new ventures in the mighty name of jesus may god meet you at the point of your need and may god touch you and sustain you in the mighty name of jesus this week this month in this second half of 2020 be encouraged in the name of jesus father i thank you father i give you praise and father i honor you right now for family i honor you right now for friends i honor you right now for people watching in the mighty name of jesus and i speak your word of grace And I speak your word of power in Jesus' name. May they be blessed. May they be kept under the power of God. May God see you and may God meet with you in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I give you thanks. Father, I give you praise. Arise, almighty God, and let the enemy be scattered in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against depression. I come against any oppression of the devil in the name of Jesus. I say the devil is a liar. The accuser is a liar. That accuser, brethren, that has been telling you, you can't make it, you can't see far, you can't go far. I rebuke that enemy of chaos in the name of Jesus. And may God's word be established for your life. May God's word come alive for you. May you see the possibility of God. May you see the strength of God. May you see the power of God in your life. I intervene life in your body in the mighty name of jesus in the name may hope may test the signs may spread all over your body in jesus name i rebuke chaos i rebuke depression i rebuke anxiety i rebuke thoughts that are suicidal thoughts that lead you to death i rebuke them in the mighty name of jesus Be thou touched by the hand of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak supernatural provision for you. I speak supernatural intervention for you. I speak power in your influence, power in your area of dominance, power in your workplace, power in in your house, power in your home, power in your family. You will not lack food. You will not go hungry. May God feed your family in the mighty name of Jesus with all sufficiency. Your hands will not be tied. Your hands will not be idle. I speak fruitfulness in Jesus' name. Oh God, arise and let our enemies be scattered. I give you thanks. I give you praise because you are God in Jesus' name. May God bless you. May God keep you. I love you with the love of the Lord. Till we meet again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your glory.